Hello, fans of Western North Carolina athletics and other things fun. This is Pat Pohl, and it's another iteration of Behind the Beard WNC. And the format of this podcast, in case you're new, it's four guys that are relatively good friends getting together to banter about whatever really floats our boat. A lot of times, though, it's high school sports, but it really can be about anything. And uh, the intent behind it? It's our entertainment. We hope you're entertained too, but if you're not, we understand if you got to go find something else to listen to. What an exciting week. I'm so glad we're getting around the table together. It's Labor Day, gentlemen, and I have to tell you, I was just out at the Rockets practice at AC Reynolds High School, and they're laboring on Labor Day, and they look good. Guess what? Pat was late. No, I was not. We were talking about a specific time to start this evening, and I was here amply <laughs> early. So what does it mean... What did you say? How did you describe our friendship? Relatively. What does relatively good friends mean? Well, you know, we, we get along sometimes, but a lot of times <laughs> I just, you know, feel a little icky when I'm around you guys <laughs> for too long. How's the uh, helipad and Olympic uh, yeah. swimming pool coming? Yeah, well, they haven't even been drawn up yet, uh, so... No, we don't. Which did you take to the uh, game at East Forsyth? Did you take the helicopter or the plane? The Subaru. Forrester. <laughs> so Pat's already plugged in that uh, Reynolds was practicing today. But yes, on Labor Day. On Labor Day. Christ School went to school today. So, wow. Wow, that's really? impressive. And practiced that is, afterwards. That is, okay. Um, I'm not sure what anybody else did. I'm sure Inca took the day off, but <laughs> they need to get rested up. Well, they have a bye week this week. Yeah, I'm sure they took today off. Well, good for them. Lewis, share with us. Oh, Owen did practice this morning. This morning, nice. yep. oh, okay. Not nine o'clock practice. Well, that's good. That's good. Good. I I do think practicing during your season is probably something <laughs> that's like we can all agree is good. So, so what about uh, practicing out of your season? Because <laughs> on Tuesday nights we have a men's uh, ret- retreat, and Carson says he can't come because he has to coach baseball. What? It, it's fall. It it's, is. it's it's summer. It what is are we fall. doing? But as what? we talked about, we. We've got to practice these boys as much as we can. Ugh. You trying to catch up to TC? <laughs> yeah, they got yeah, a few years on you. They they've got many, many, <laughs> many years on us, but we're um we're still giving it our best shot. So Carson, this come up in conversation this week, and I'm just wondering. Okay. As a young child, were you like abandoned <laughs> in traffic or something? Because every every episode you've wow. talked about traffic and. How hard it's going to be to Dwight. get somewhere. Is that, is that, is our guy Dwight commenting I'm, on our social media? I'm not going to say so who. With, with, I'm just, were you left in traffic or something uh, and they no, come back so and got traffic, you? I know. Um, let's go ahead and get to it. I mean, Weaverville, I, I live in North Asheville, um, in between Weaverville and, and downtown. I got his address if anybody needs Mike it. Mike does have the address. Have you ever called it Weaver Vegas? Oh, yeah. Okay. Often. Okay. Um, but if you guys obviously have not been on that side of town since the football season started, because, um, some people are saying it's school traffic. No, it's North Buncombe football traffic. And so, um, traffic right now everywhere is, is bad, but is, you, the, is that because they're burning down main street or what? Oh, burning down. It's buzzing all of the above. Okay. Yep. So I, I actually had to park, um, you went to the North Buncombe game, right? I did. I went to North Buncombe Madison game, uh, this past Friday night. I had to park one exit down, and you just walked up the interstate and then got got to the field. So, That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was actually wild. 
So that, can't that can't be true. That can't be. That can't be true. Have you ever been to the Battle of the Jug? No. Okay. So did you find out what was in the jug? I don't. I don't know. I think Madison was able since they've had the jug for many years. Um, I think they had something special that you know they were brewing in their backwoods. Um, but I'm excited to see what the good old boys of Weaver Vegas put in it. And that'll be a treat. So can I share with you the last time, and we'll get to this a little bit later. North Buncombe was three and zero. Was the 2019 season when they beat Patton, Madison, and Avery? I thought it had been a lot longer than that. No, I think they were. I think they were competent in 2019. Does that sound right? What was the record? Seven and five. Seven and five. Of course, that's winning a, season. That's a winning season. They beat Robertson. They beat Robertson. I think that means it was a fantastic season. They lost to Reynolds 54 to six, and they lost to Asheville 41 38. They almost beat Asheville High. Oh wow! Reynolds score does not surprise me. The Asheville score surprises. Is that me. back when they had Joe? Uh, they had Joe Jones. Joe yes. Jones. That's yep. his name. whose little brother plays for Asheville. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. But. Is it amazing? <laughs> is it amazing how kids just move around to school to school? But man, there's no recruiting. No, I would never not. allow my parents to do that. No, Absolutely, definitely not. no recruiting. I'm not gonna, not gonna be a part of it. I will say so. Um, Whitney, Whitney's dad does Wait, the chains. Wait, who's Whitney? Whitney is um, my better half, and her dad does the chains for North Buncombe. And he had, um, so he had the Irwin and North Buncombe JVs, and big matchup, I believe. Um, and so he said that on the Irwin sideline, the only thing that was discussed was that their best player went to Reynolds. He said that every coach discussed it for four quarters. So um, I know that that's hot and heavy on the um, Irwin. It's it's a hot topic in Leicester, it seems like. I mean, with the score 34-14, they probably should have been talking more about other stuff other than that. Yeah, well, I don't think – this was not during the Brevard-Irwin game, but oh, okay. this was during a clash. For some reason, I think it's because of the JV matchups with Madison – um, in those conferences, so Reynolds the seven eight nine deal, yeah seven eight nine deal. So um, North Buncombe and Irwin already scheduled a JV matchup this this year. Um, I don't know what the so score they have is. a double hitter. I'm not sure. I don't know how many times they're playing. I'm not. I don't dive in. Um, I've learned a lot about football. I'm pretty basically a football expert at this point, <laughs> and um, but I but I am not an expert on JV football. So so if there's anything you master in life, it's now football and traffic. Football and traffic, yeah, okay, absolutely, cool. and fishing. Yeah. He's a good fisherman? He's a masturbator. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. That is... All right, he got me. We've gone to a new level. Uh, he got me. He oh, got yes. me. I'm guessing that that'll be deleted. So. <laughs> I hope not. No. Um, Mike, what do you have for us this week? So, I got a couple things for you guys. Um, you know, last week I had a several complaints. In no. The, in the old soapbox. So I just want to revisit a couple of those. I'm shocked. The first thing we talked about was referees and how bad they were, right? So they were 100% better this week. 100% better. But I want to, I want to share with you just a little bit of what we're dealing with as coaches and, and uh, parents. The referee spots the ball, picks up the other ball. He's going toward the sideline, and the white hat throws a flag for delay a game. <laughs> How are we supposed to snap the ball when the referee has the other ball still in his hand? That's the kind of craziness we're dealing with right now. But I want to say referees 100% better this week. No referees got trucked by running backs or wide receivers. 
they were pretty good this week. Now, I realize it's still the leftovers, but they were pretty good. Arthritis did not kick in this week. I did not fall at the tailgate. In That's fact, fantastic I, I, news. I was, that is I, awesome, Mike. I was upright the whole time. Wow. That's a big step forward for you. Good. Uh, the heat was certainly not as bad this week at That's the racetrack, true. and we got a win, so that was fantastic. Awesome. And then the last thing I talked about was visiting fans. While they still sat on our side, you may guys find you guys may find this surprising, but I had the strength coach sitting behind me and a teacher sitting to my right. I don't know why they sat around me. You think you were singled out? Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I sit right next to the – so we had some visiting fans on our side this week. They're much better behaved. Where did they come from? Uh, Tampa. Oh, not North New Jersey. Not right? New Jersey. No, not New Jersey. <laughs> There's a little difference between Tampa and New Jersey, just yeah. saying. Not a lot, but some. So those were all good. I do want to mention a couple things this week. Of course, Pat was late. We would I was have not a lot late. Early. Um, was how certain, was I late? You were the last one here. Were you the last one here? I was the last one here, but you all changed the time an hour and a half earlier than what we were planning on Carson meeting. went to the zoo and made it back in time. He saw all his relatives and everything. Well, good for I, good for Carson. Paxton was I mean, very happy. Now, wait a minute here. I'm going to interject because I think all of you busted my chops <laughs> about choosing to do the live stream play-by-play <laughs> during my, senior year son, my son's senior year. And how I should not be doing that broadcast and be watching him in the stands. And now you're wanting me to sacrifice watching him at his practice <laughs> to come here and talk to you bloviating bags of hot air. We're talking about practice. <laughs> you, you will learn more at this table than you, will at, than you will at practice. Absolutely. I will tell you that right now. That's not true. That is true. It isn't. So I'm just, gonna... I want to share, just because you're driving in the left lane, it doesn't mean you're going fast. People in the left lane driving the speed limit or five over, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I agree completely. It makes Pat, my blood shoot out Pat, of my eyes. Pat, you're definitely a 55 guy. You no. drive 55 at the speed limit. Am Pat, I wrong, how many guys? speeding tickets do, do you not. have, sir? I received one speeding ticket in Warren County, in Indiana, on years. February 15th of 1989. <laughs> the fact that he can remember that. So <laughs> I've sad. had so many I can't even remember. Pat's a very good, Pat. Okay. So next up, Deion Sanders. He oh. told you he was going to yeah, win. He did. He, he sure told did. you he was going to win. He called his shot. And wow. then afterwards, he said, I told, told you, you I so. was going to win. He kept all of the receipts. All the, and not the paper ones you put in your pocket either. But no. Can, can we say that maybe he's running the most classic case of elevated daddy ball ever? I mean, his kid well, did throw for like 500, 500 yards and five yards touchdowns. yards and five touchdowns. I would say that his son would play quarterback at a lot of schools in the country. Absolutely. But, I mean... Do you think he has the five ten because he called pass seventy nine percent of the time? All I know is they beat the team that was in the state in the not the state championship, the national <laughs> yeah, championship yeah, right. last year. One of the top four teams. They were twenty and a half point underdogs. Um, that, I can't take anything away from them. That, they <laughs> that they, was fantastic. That was fantastic. And then lastly, stat guys, or whoever puts your max prep stats in. I'm looking at the stats this morning, getting ready for today. And most of them are still at two games. You've played three, but you've only put two games worth of stats in. I will give it to AC Reynolds. They did. They yeah. not only caught up this week, they've already got all three games Let's in go. Pat. Let's go. Pat, have you been making some moves over there? I have done absolutely nothing okay. uh, to contribute to that. So, so I, I wanna, think they've been listening. I, I want to share a little something that happened Friday night. So Pat rolled into East Forsyth. He walked in. Of course, he was five minutes late. They'd already kicked off. This the is crowd, not true. The crowd literally stood up and cheered for Pat. W. Pat. <laughs> w. Pat. W. Pat. W. Pat. That's all he heard as he walked into the stadium. Oh. Well, and, and then they got the then they got the L. Yeah, they could have gotten the W though for sure. We'll get to that in a minute. But 
that, that's, I don't all, know if, that's all we read on our Instagram. If you're not on our Instagram, you should be because I think 73 Reynolds players commented that Pat got the W by picking Reynolds over East Forsyth. And I just want to, I just want to know where the love was when I picked Reynolds Week One because I did pick Reynolds. Week <laughs> I also one. picked Reynolds. And Mike week picked one. Reynolds Week One, and there was no W Carsons. There was no. It was just a big L. It was a, yeah. I, I caught a big L, um, but it's okay. I, I I do see some more Reynolds picks for me in my future. Who um, who was the only one that picked Week One right? Uh, it might have been Lewis. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess what, guys? I finished second this week. How about that? I did notice when you sent the standings, uh, the results from this week, I did notice that Mike, um, I think Mike, our guy Mike, might get going here. I think he's going to get hot. So Landon Jones went eight and two. I'm sorry. I mean, Carson Jones went eight and two. Landon, his brother, does all his picks, but that's okay. He's 20 and seven overall. Okay. Pat went six and four this week, 18 and nine. Lewis went six and four. He's 16 and 11 overall. And I went seven and three. I'm still in last. I'm fifteen and twelve overall. So, I think we're we're all in the positive. We're all over five hundred. Yep. Um, Pat's respectable. You know, I think I think Lewis is. I would argue that Pat's not respectable. I think Pat's. I think Pat's results have been respectable. Right? I think Pat's the most respectable guy I know. <sighs> it's true. There's something to be said for following rules. No. Generally. No. It, I hate it, but yeah, I guess. So let's let's recap last week. We got a couple games to go over. All right, let's so do this. We're going to start with uh, Inca and Rosman. Inca twenty eight, Rosman fourteen. Inca now uh, two and one. Rosman zero oh and three. Rosman has not won in their last thirty six ball games. Ouch! We all got this one right. Who was the last one they beat? Do you know? You know, I know. I'll be honest with you. I didn't look. Probably Owen, but I'm not sure. Oh, there's not no. Owen. There's <laughs> not Owen. Oh wow! I'm not sure. Oh, Trying to keep no. your gloves up. Carson did not say that. That was Mike. <laughs> so, so Carson, uh, any news out of Inca this week? Um, yes. Yeah, so it looks looks to be that they, they've moved away from the spread and just went some smash mouth. Um, you know, eye formation. We're just gonna run it right down your throat. Um, why, why would they do that? Uh, you know, I not to. You know, I've got some good sources over there. Um, it appears that you know the head ball coach does not feel like they can be successful and win many more games by throwing the football. Um, so I guess he thinks that running will be a strength. Um, when I look at twenty eight fourteen against Rossman, I don't really look at that as you know, a step in the right direction. Has a, has there, a one at 36 games. If there would have been a spread on this game, Rosman would have covered. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, but I will say, Lewis, what you got? Looking it up, Rosman beat Madison last time. I could probably should have guessed that. <laughs> I hate Madison. 2019, 2019 2020. I hate that for the Madison Patriots. They won but not a 40, surprise. 40 to 12. <laughs> oh, boy. What year was that? 1920. 19, that's <laughs> wow. the year Pat no, was born. No. 2019, 2020. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But um, I, you know, take away from this one. I think if you're Inca, let's go ahead. Let's screenshot the two and one record. Um, I think unfortunately, there's not going to be um a ton of opportunities. Uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, but I, you know, hopefully that hopefully they get their guys. You know, rowing in the right direction. Um, I do know when you have some change in whole office and philosoph- offensive philosophies in week after two weeks when you're one and one. Um, that's probably, you know, probably throw some kids for a loop, but maybe know. so they got a week off this week. They have a bye this week. Maybe yep. they can figure it out and get rolling for the next week. There we go. 
So next up is Brevard and Irwin. Guess what? Pat's a hell of a salesman because he convinced me Irwin was good. They lost to Brevard, who's now one and two. 34 to 14. Irwin now one and two. None of us got this one right. We all picked Irwin like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, we all got snickered by him. I mean, I, I'm I was, blaming Pat. I was talking to someone on the sideline, and he was just like, listen, you got one guy going boom, one going whack, and one guy not getting in the end zone. I really think it just encapsulated what was happening that, at that game. I agree with you. You know, and I think this is a you know prime takeaway. When you look at the records, um, I think Citizen Times had a good little write-up on Brevard. You know, they lost to Pisgah, who I think will be a strong, you know, a strong team for the mountains. Um, and then they also lost to a big, uh, I think it was a big school out of Tennessee. So they were 0-2. Um, Irwin got that big win week one. There was a lot of buzz on social media. Um, I guess Daniel Boone sucks. Daniel Boone, I think that's the big takeaway here, is Daniel Boone just... And I'm, he's, if you guys don't know... First to worst? He's, he's dead. Daniel Boone's not alive. <laughs> Daniel Boone's dead. He's not alive. I mean, they won a state championship last year. Well, like maybe they maybe like North Henderson, they had 28 seniors. But, yeah, right? But, you know, Pat had me sold. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, my, no longer. My eyes are clear. No, Jeez. no longer, because we all... Uh, we all picked them last time, and I will give Mike credit. You know, the next day, Mike was like, "Guys, I I think Brevard, you know, I think Brevard's the pick here." And Brevard I said, was the best O and O and two team out there. I, I agree. So we, Erwin, uh, you got us, but um, my, you know, my goggles are off. Um, Pat, don't even try and put them back on me, okay? W Pat, I will say this: I, I went back and watched a little bit of the game, you know, on the huddle. Sure, and take a look. Irwin was in the lead in that game. You know, they mm-hmm. they were out to a fourteen what fourteen zero lead. Thirty four to fourteen was yep. the final. And then the, <laughs> the difference I saw. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Go ahead. But Brevard has a pretty big front, and they're pretty athletic. Yeah. And you could see that as the game went on, that became a big factor because Irwin was able to come out and strike pretty quick. But then over the course of the game, the the wearing down of the of the line of Irwin was was apparent and they they couldn't do anything more on offense obviously with it and then wow. they had those two tall receivers for Brevard and they just threw the ball over the top of the secondary yeah. and Irwin doesn't have that tall receiver so that probably where did he go I, he went to AC Reynolds oh okay. AC oh Reynolds. how did he get okay. there did he move I'm not. Uh, I don't know. He almost said, "I believe." (laughs) I'm not sure. Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming you did. No, No, maybe so. That's okay. That's okay. But anyways, um, Brevard will be a team to keep your eye on. Um, I think so too. The next game we got, um, we had Tuscola and McDowell. You know, Mike. We all got this one right. Tuscola two and one. Now they lost to Asheville, forty-four to twenty-two over McDowell. McDowell 0-3, we all got it right. I'm just not sure McDowell has much right right now. They lost their running back to Asheville. Um, so uh, McDowell's going to have a tough year. Tuscola, of course, has Jed West and new coach, former NFL, uh, former NFL quarterback. What's his name? Jonathan Crompton. Right, that's what I said. Jonathan Crompton. Tennessee ball, baby. Played for Tennessee. Uh, not a surprise here. Tuscola beats uh, McDowell by 20. So uh, next up, we had Christchurch at Asheville School. Carson, our uh, Landon, evidently did his homework and got this one right. Well, uh, I mean, if, if, game, if I remember correctly, Carson said, "Don't bet against Christ." I just said I was on Christ's side. So Christchurch so, wins twenty-seven. You know, if, I, if I'm going to go down with anybody, it's going to be Christ. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Christchurch wins twenty-seven, twenty-six. Christchurch now two and one. Asheville School zero oh and two. Private schools in Asheville not doing so great. Um, 
I will. I have a few stats from that game. Nashville school quarterback Ricky Tolbert, 21 of 31 for 300 yards, two TZDs, and an interception. Asheville School had 80 yards rushing. They lost two fumbles, two sacks, no interceptions. Tobe was their leading receiver from Reynolds, nine catches, 179 yards. Um, but unfortunately, Christchurch takes them down, 27-26. Carson, how did you know that Christ uh, that Asheville School was going to lose? I just I really wanted to pick up a game on you guys, and I saw that one as the I saw that one as the best um, possibility. Should have been one of our games of the week, evidently twenty seven twenty six. Should have been. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about Christchurch, but the name the name to be honest really sold me. <laughs> That's a great way. To, it sounds like we're at a horse race. <laughs> I like the name of that one. He's gonna win. So next up, TC. 35, Smoky Mountain 7. We all got this one right. TC 2 and 1, Smoky Mountain now 1 and 2. Um, TC? Yeah. He, they might be legit. TC's looking like the second place yes. team to Reynolds. I've been saying that since yes, the beginning. I, yep. Listen, but you also said Irwin was good, and I'm not buying anything you're selling at this moment. Except that you just said that TC might be the second place team. Uh, that they, they, might be. they might be the number one team. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, TC, TC is doing what they're supposed to do. They're, you know, We said if they hung with Watago week one that they were going to be um, one point game. They were going to be competent. It was one point game, so that they're the check my box. You know, hang in with them. Um, Watauga, great program. TC's beat two bad schools handily. So Avery um, and no, uh, East Rutherford last week, and then um, and then this week with Smoky Mountain. So yeah. So, so I think Robertson. I think they got some good things going on over there. Um, it does look like the all roads are leading. Um, you know we'll let, we'll get we'll get to Reynolds later, but it looks like there's going to be there's going to be TC is going to you know have a have a say and they're going to have some confidence because they didn't schedule quite like the um, other schools. Some well you know we'll talk about some strength of schedules here later, but um, I think I, you guys will be surprised when we talk about strength of schedule. So next up we had our games of the week. Carson picked Madison at North Buncombe for his game of the week. North Buncombe twenty seven six. Over Madison, Madison now zero and three. North Buncombe three and zero, like we mentioned earlier, for the first time in quite a while. Carson, what'd you see over there? You know, so um, I won't mention. I already mentioned traffic, so I won't mention traffic again. But um, there was a great turnout, great turnout for the game. Um, I was very surprised with how many. So was it packed? It was packed. Um, there was nowhere to sit on on the North Buncombe side. Um, Madison had a good little turnout, but it's you know it's obviously the way bleachers aren't aren't as big as the the home the home bleachers but um there was you had to park very far away walk to the gate we did stand in line for about 20 minutes 30 minutes waiting for tickets um i would like to if north buncombe's gonna remain decent um and people are gonna continue to go to games i think we should have a better system for tickets because um i should have added this to mike's soapbox did you use the GoFan app um, we did not, and we should have because they said if you bought tickets online, you know, come you can on. walk right. You, you can, can still do it while you're standing in line for 20 minutes. I did, but I really wanted the full experience, and I'll just okay. I'll just hand up. I wanted the full experience, but I remember um, the GoFan days when we had to buy them GoFan. As far as the actual playing of the game, yeah. um, you know, it was really just two teams that played similar style of football, and as a lot of passing spread offense. No, I don't think there was a pass completed the first half. Um, by either team, but North Buncombe ran the ball at will. Um, Wait, who's of, Will? Will, 
the crisis will. So, wow. So, um, but North Buncombe moved the ball. Um, Madison actually moved the ball way, way better than what the score, you know, predicted or what the score ended up being with six points. But they had a lot of penalties. I want to say the first quarter, um, North Buncombe had the ball once. Madison had the ball twice in the whole first quarter. Um, <laughs> yeah, so wow. it's exciting. So, so it, like I said, it was just the clock did not stop the entire, <laughs> oh, wow. the entire, entire Were you first there half. Eight thirty. Um, it was very, very, very quick game. Um, but North Buncombe, you know, there was a turning point. They've got a good little running back. Um, I think it's Hayden Burnett. He's averaging. Um, he going into that game, he was averaging 150, 160 yards a game, and he broke one for 99 yards. So I don't think his average went down this game. Um, but then Alex Rash, also a running threat quarterback. Um, but I, what Lewis said about their line, um, they they just physically they're big, they're dude. big, and they and they seem like they move the ball well. Like their first play of the game was a QB sneak that they move as a unit. It was, so it was like if the any listeners have watched the Eagles where Jalen Hurts and they like you know whenever they need a few yards they just QB sneak it. I mean the first game. Well, Kelsey's the best lineman I mean, around. We could he put is. you behind them and just say, listen. Follow them until they get resistant and then fall down. Yeah, and, I would, you, and you would I, win I would a game. I, I don't know. Have you know not about seen that. the giant scar I, on his knee? I was going to say I would get hurt, but um, but I do think you know what what um, Pat said earlier about you know Brevard's line looking like they might have wore Irwin down. You know, I'm I don't think uh, they play Brevard this upcoming week. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I think there's going to be other games on the schedule that North Buncombe will be able to compete in. And I think that's a humongous win for all of Weaverville and all of North Buncombe. You know, when I we we talk about their past a lot, they had a good year in 2019, but they usually after week three, there's not many games that they've ever been able to like say, hey, we have a chance to compete in. So I think good things going on over there. A um, lot of, lot of um, positive energy is what I felt. So do they compete with Reynolds for the 3A crown? <laughs> no, no, that's going to come crashing down week f- Is that week four? It's coming up soon. Is week five. No, is there three? Not, not this It'll Friday, be, the next Friday. Yeah, so week five. So I, um, it will. that will be a game that we will probably need to put a 40-point spread on. Are, um, are there any storefronts left in Weaverville? If you saw Main Street, I just right now the business has never been better. Talk about picking up a town, a community and, you know, in tough times and stuff with inflation and everything. I mean... Right now, it's just um, really, really good things happening. What was that one picture you sent out on Instagram talking about royalty? The coaches. The coaching staff? Yeah. Oh, my, my favorite part was it said uh, Shane Hawkins' line. I mean, he just, he's got the line covered. Yeah. The line. I mean, he, defense, offense, he is the line. So And Hightower has the kicking covered. You know, he yeah, kicked at Tennessee. He UT. did. He did. Um, so I, I think they've got Jeremy Lasseter, all-time – uh, he holds every record for, um, I think he played at the Air Force Academy, but he holds every record at North Buncombe, I think, for everything in football. And he's he's on the sideline with his hat backwards. Um, they've Sounds like, like I, Kenny Ford. Like I said, you know, their energy's energy's good over there. Um, but it's but it's certainly early. But you know, three and zero. I'm not going to apologize for being three and zero. So I had the uh, my game of the week was Lake Norman at Asheville, and like morons, we all picked Asheville. If you're east of Asheville. You're probably going to beat the mountains, and Lake Norman came to town and beat Asheville thirty-four to seven. Lake Norman now three and zero. Asheville one two. I think Asheville's got some serious questions on offense. Are they going to be able to compete with some of the other teams in the MAC? 
I'm just not sure they are. And uh, running back had a had another decent game. Josh Ellis, who transferred from McDowell, um, it's just going to be interesting to see come later in the come conference time, which is coming. Are they going to be able to compete with Reynolds and TC? I think Asheville so, so, TC is going to be a heck of a game. With a record of one and two, you're asking if they can compete, right? I, I've read somewhere that iron strengthens iron, right? I have heard that as well. I think it's in the Bible. So, uh, I mean, what's what's Reynolds' record right now? One and two. Oh, so why could they not compete? I mean, they're facing good quality teams as well. It's true. They're getting their team ready. It's true. Why could they not compete, Mike? Well, I, basically, the score of thirty-four to seven, where Reynolds played one of the best teams in four A and lost by six. Yeah. That that tells me that Asheville may not be ready to compete this year. A lot, looking at the message board, there's a lot of complaints from the Asheville fans. I think they were expecting a little more this year. Tougher schedule. They got a returning quarterback. They got a returning, you know, some returning running backs and receivers, and they're just right now not able to I, compete. I think the question for me is Mike mentioned this. It might have been last week or the week before, but you know, if you play this tough schedule, it's it's good if you make it out healthy and you make it out with some like positive energy in your team. So, and I'm not in their if locker you got room, the dogs to compete, then it's good. It's good, All right? Um, but with them, it would be my only concern is are they getting down? They don't have right now. They're not having a ton of confidence. I would say even after week one off Tuscola, they're not having a ton of confidence. But there's guys. Let's not forget. They're you know they're going to play North Buncombs. They're going to play the Incas. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be games in there that's going to be built in for confidence. And then we know how rivalry games go. In an Asheville Reynolds game, I mean, I just. I still think it's a rivalry game. I mean, if right now, this past week, I mean, Reynolds checked an enormous box off. I mean, they, like Mike just said, one of the best teams in the state, and they just played with them, had a chance to win. So um, right now, their Reynolds is still at the top. And if you listen to Pat, they actually won. But they did not, right? Well, we're not, we're not through that game yet. <laughs> okay. I, I would say with these losses, they're only getting better. I agree. They're if getting. They're it, staying together as a team. Hey, are we, they getting better, or are they getting? Are are they losing confidence? No, I don't think they. With these teams, it only takes one play. One play can change a season for a lot of these teams. They get that spark. Agreed. Well, they're they're gonna have a get right game. Um, and I, you know, I I still think I'm not I'm not bailing on that Asheville by the end of the season will have a will be a very good team around this area. I, I'm still confident in number one Asheville Mac at the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah. So I, no. I just, I just no. figured out why Lewis was looking at me funny. I did skip the Carrollwood Day at Christ School game. Carrollwood Day now one and zero after a thirty eight fourteen win over zero and three Christ School. We all got this one right. The Jersey Boys came down and and played a little ball. Well, that was last week. We played Tampa this week. Oh yeah, Tampa this week. That's right. It wasn't the Jersey. They game. came up. They, they came, came up. up. So. Not to sound, yeah, that one. Not to sound like Sorry. Pat, but two pick sixes and a block punt for a TD, and we're in this game. Um, or uh, Christ School's in this game. There was a, there was a. Uh, they had some fight in them, which I'm glad. They've had a tough start, but they had some fight in this game. They stayed with it. Offensive line played a whole lot better this week. Um, unfortunately for Christ for Christ School. Quarterback five of fifteen for fifty nine yards, a TD, and two interceptions. Ouch, that's not good. We had one hundred nineteen yards rushing. The defense has only had one turnover in three games. So if you're not turning teams over, it's real hard to win. 
So, in my opinion, we got another tough one this week and next week and the next week and the next week. But hopefully, like Lewis said, this is getting us ready for the three games we can win. So, we'll see. A tough game. Real tough game. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry I skipped that one. So, next up we had Lewis. He picked Owen North Henderson as his game of the week. Um, Carson, Pat, and Mike got this one right. North Buncom 44 Owen seven, not a close game at all. North Henderson now three and zero. Owen zero and three. Just like Pat, you had me convinced Owen was going to go like seven and three this year. Currently zero and three. Tough, tough start. I mean, I, I think the season is not gone as they expected it had for for us to as well. You know, uh, same for us. Exactly. Uh, someone close to the organization said you know it's like you're starting every game you're having high really high expectation for the game and then all of a sudden it's like oh and there it goes right how many seniors does north henderson have i believe the number was 28 uh even for a program like north henderson that's big that's big i mean yeah they didn't have much i mean that's most of their team i think they they probably had 40 kids on the sideline 28 being seniors next year probably not looking real good for them but they they did show out in the valley this week. Uh, two plays in, they scored a touchdown, and it just kept going after that. So I mean, they they won every side of the ball that they possibly could. Offense, defense, and special teams. I assume you're talking about. Hundred percent. Every aspect of the game, they they dominated, and uh, Owen just didn't show up to play that day. That's tough. I know we had some high expectations for Owen after meeting with uh... Coach Gibson. <laughs> Coach Gibson. Super great guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get it turned around. Uh-huh. I do too. May it not just be doesn't have. I mean, it does not happen overnight. And there, sure. well, North Buncombe went two years without a win before eighteen they, straight losses before three wins. Before three wins, I will say uh, a, a quote coming out of the valley. This year is a highlight of the failures of the middle school and youth league for the past few years, and we've seen that. So. Lewis, you know this. For years, they didn't even have a middle school team. They were telling them to go play youth league. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, it was a, a two or three years they didn't have a middle school. And and the youth league, I mean, really not ran that great. I mean, if, if we're being honest, that's what it is. We, we really need some structure there. We need to start developing some players early on uh, so they get them ready for these comp, you know high competition games in high school. So, I know this is a big surprise. So, Pat had the Reynolds game as his game of the week. Shocker. Reynolds now 1-2. and two. East Forsythe 3-0 and oh after a 27-21 win by East Forsythe. Carson, Lewis, and Mike got this right. Of course, Pat not allowed to pick anyone but Reynolds. What would you see at the game? I'm a believer in Reynolds. Thank you very much. That's why I picked them. So, gentlemen, this is an amazing thing to see. Uh, East Forsyth ranks sixth in the state overall coming into this game. Uh, everybody believed this game was going to be over in a running clock by the halftime. And let me tell you something. It should have been the way this one went out in the first quarter. It what looked, was the score like seven minutes in? It was twenty, like 21 to nothing. Mm. So here, here's how this was. The way I saw this game, it, it, you guys have all seen all the Rocky movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rocky Three, Mr. T, Clubber Lang comes out and just bloodies Rocky forever and ever. And then all of a sudden, there's just this one shot that starts turning things around. That's exactly what this game looked like. It was a Rocky movie. Um, Reynolds was done done for dinner. I mean, both sides of the ball, it was over. That quarterback is a UNC commit for um, East Forsyth. Baker, I think is his name. 
First play of the game, 70-yard TD strike off the left side, gone. And then the uh, defense comes out, causes a safety. Uh, Reynolds is down, you know, a safety and a touchdown right out of the gate. And then they come back on offense again, chuck it deep again on the other side of the field, goes all the way down to the five-yard line before it's tackled, and then they run it in again. And then next thing you know, you're looking up, it's 21 nothing, right? Pat takes it us. He was not having a good feeling at twenty-one nothing. No, it, I mean it was it was brutal. It was it was absolutely it was it was horrific. But then you know, like I said, they came back. They got the interception. This is a team that they faced that had running clocks victories against the two teams they faced in Raleigh prior, right? Right. And that's the way this was looking. It was going to go. And then Reynolds came back and got an interception, and they turned it in. They've actually got it on the board uh, with a touchdown before the end of the first half. So they go into the locker room down twenty-one to seven. You're still thinking they're going to, you know, feel the wrath of this team when they come out at halftime. But Reynolds came back, and they allowed one touchdown on the initial drive, I think, of the second half. Extra point wasn't any good, so it was 27-7 to at that point. And then Reynolds, another touchdown each time. And there was an instance, I believe it was at the end of the second quarter, when Reynolds was in the the red zone, I think the 12 or the 15-yard line, whatnot. Obviously, Coach Law has decided to go for it. And Hayden Craig had Ty Johnson wide open in the end zone. And Hayden's pass just sailed right off of the fingertips of Ty Johnson. If he catches that ball and they kick the extra point, Reynolds is the winner by one in this one. So amazing, amazing story to see that. And I will tell you this, after what I saw happen against Shelby, where they didn't have anything going on in the entire first half, and then they came back and turned it around in the second half, that story played out except it was the first quarter, and then it started in the second quarter, Reynolds turned around. I would not pick against this Reynolds team the rest of the season based on what I saw in that last three quarters. No, I mean, I wouldn't pick against them against North Buncombe either. I mean, well, I wouldn't put it against TC, against Asheville, against Watauga, against any of them. Bring them all, all comers. I think Reynolds wins. This. I do have a couple stats from the game uh, Reynolds 16 of 23, 195 yards, and three touchdowns, no interceptions, 55 yards rushing. So running the ball seemed to be a little bit of a struggle, no sacks. Uh, two interceptions, I'm sorry, two interceptions for East Forsyth on Reynolds. Uh, both were pick six. Is that correct? Both the interceptions for East Forsyth. Yeah, did they run back? I don't actually. I don't remember if they were both pick sixes. I have no. I couldn't tell you that. I may have mis. I may have misread that. East Forsyth quarterback, 16 of 24, 287 yards, three TDs, and two interceptions. 155 yards rushing for East Forsyth, and East Forsyth had four sacks on the Rockets. I mean, it is a testament to the coaching staff to make the adjustments to, to stop them the way they did. Uh, they got a little shell-shocked in the beginning, but they did fight back. That does bode well for the rest of the season. It does, and I agree with Pat. I think that on with the Vegas lines on paper, I think Reynolds is will be the favorite in every game that they play for the rest of the season until the playoffs. I think so, too. Um, so, But, I, you know, I, I'm going to give credit to them. Um, if you know anybody could have been in our group message Friday at seven, you know at seven was it a seven o'clock start time? It was seven, yeah, seven, seven o'clock. o'clock. So I want to say got was, there by seven fifteen. Was it seven twenty or seven twenty five? Where Pat was like twenty one nothing. This is this could not be catastrophe. A, this is a I catastrophe. Used the word catastrophe. I mean, he catastrophe. used the word catastrophe. <laughs> um, and I was sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm at halftime already, and you know, Pat, you know, but Pat believed, and he was right. You know, they came out and. They and somehow the Reynolds magic lives on and until until we are proven that that they don't have it anymore. Reynolds football will still be Reynolds football. But no, go ahead. I would say to everyone that said Pat W. 
Pat with the L. Yeah. Well, Pat won't be getting any more L's the rest of this way, I'm here to tell you. Something else I, I'll bring up. Uh, I heard from several people um, that the team really grew up that game. So the questions that you have on people knowing their assignments, uh, making silly mistakes with that, or the offensive line or the defensive line, whatever the case may be, they all matured and grew up during that specific game, and it was a gut check. And I think I, I heard from people, that I guess there were announcers on their live stream broadcast that were, were broadcasting out, and they were saying that in the second half that the Reynolds offensive line was opening massive holes to, with which to run through. And you could see that playing out in the second half. Patterson was able to get a lot of great yards up both sides of the ball, even up the middle, much more so than he was in that first quarter because there was nothing happening in that first quarter. So you're saying any opponent here on out, is a joke. Is a loser to AC Reynolds High School <laughs> without fail. I love it. I really hope Watauga is listening. I, I, Listen I, up, Watauga, we will, we will and pack a lunch because we'll, we'll Reynolds sure. is going to eat it. I will send this to Watauga. I will send this someone to someone inside of Watauga's program. <laughs> so, so don't so, bet against him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell all three of you. I'm not. Do not bet against Reynolds the rest of the way. You Did will, you know you that when Pat, when Pat walked into the stadium, he got a standing ovation? I did not get a standing ovation <laughs> when did. I walked in Pat's the Pat's the hero of AC Reynolds. Pat, Pat is the hero, but no, Pat, we're we're ha- um I will say, you know, with they with them saying that uh Lewis is super confident that Asheville iron sharpens iron and stuff, I will say for a start that could have been um, could have been very very difficult for Reynolds um after that week 1. Um, I do think best case scenario, them being at one and two, this is the best possible way they could feel. I mean, East Forsyth is a, is no joke program, um, legit program. The quarterback can end up being a five-star when it's all said and done. So um, so kudos to them, but we'll keep an eye on them, Pat. Indeed. And so, watch. Uh, so while we're talking about you know the tough, the tough schedule, let's talk a little bit about it, the strength of schedule <laughs> so far in the 2023 season. Uh, Pat's favorite team, Chambers, has the toughest schedule. I know you're a big fan of Chambers. Oh, I can tell you how much of a fan I am of that program. (laughs) They had the number one toughest schedule in the state of North Carolina, and this does change weekly. Christ School's at number six. Asheville School's at 14. Asheville High School's at 32. Reynolds is at 46. So we talk about the Reynolds gauntlet. It's only the third hardest schedule in in the county. Tuscola's at 149, so over a 100-point drop-off to the next team. 166 for Irwin, 169 for TC, 273 for Inca, 314 for Owen, 369 for North Buncombe, and this is out of 407 teams. Nice. So North Buncombe's 3-0. They played the 369th toughest schedule in the state of North Carolina. Any big surprises there? I mean, I'm truly. I'm surprised that Reynolds has the fourth, the third toughest schedule. I'm sorry, the fourth toughest schedule in Buckham County. I mean, you got. Two. I think it's because of Shelby being down and also the West Forsyth not supposed to be great. I think they lost. Did West Forsyth? They lost this week. They lost this week. My question is, why is the private school schedule valued so much higher? I don't know that either. Well, they're playing out of school teams who are fantastic as opposed. Re- County teams probably don't have the budget to travel. Overnight visit, stay in a hotel, 
I mean, they a played a team game. last week that flew a whole entire team and support staff down. So I think that's probably where the strength of schedule comes from. I mean, their running back that they played last week was the number 37th ranked running back in the entire country going to Pittsburgh. So um, he was a force just to just to watch. But I think that I'm not surprised that uh, Reynolds and Asheville are right there neck and neck. Are you surprised Asheville's in front of Reynolds? They play Providence Day. Yeah, so, I mean, I, Providence, Providence Day, Day has to weigh some as far as on the rankings go. Without a doubt, I watched the Lake Norman's not bad either. I mean, no, that's a, they're no, undefeated. I mean, yeah, no I way. watched. I, wa- I watched the cry. I watched the uh, Providence Day Charlotte Catholic game on the TV, and I'll tell you, you know, Charlotte Catholic's a good team. They've been up here to play Riddles. They beat Riddles. Yep. Providence Day beat them like a drum. I mean, just the athletes they have, it's it's unreal. Well, they're trying to take that program to a national level as opposed to a state level. That brings on the question, Pat. When is Reynolds going to step up to the plate and start playing these private schools? I I, I have no idea. I, they I, did I've play, said that before. They, they did play Raven Gap. No idea. They did. Someone that can't recruit from them. <laughs> so, um, Cane Creek. We talked about Cane Creek football a little bit last week. Lewis, I think you have an update. What you got? I, I was told Cane Creek did end up folding their program. 13, probably not enough to have a team. Oh, well, they said they got up to 20. Uh, I would think 20 would be enough to have a program. I agree. I mean, in the Valley several times, 20 has been enough. But uh, they are going to be allowed to go to the representative school. So, so Reynolds or Reynolds, Valley? Reynolds or Valley, yeah. So they those kids are going to get to play football Listen, this year. that's the right decision. I agree. To, to allow them to go to either Reynolds or Valley and play football? Correct. I think that's the right thing to do. Keep those kids engaged. Let them keep going. Help the high schools that they're going to feed to. Yeah, and if you take them, just like any sport, but you know football especially, if you take a year, two years off of playing something, I mean, it's you're it's going to be reflected. We just talked about Owen, you know, not having a middle school for all those years, and and they're making you know making them pay. I know at the high school level, Robertson or Reynolds does not want to see any dips in the program i know reynolds sure doesn't and robertson the momentum they have i don't think they want to take any steps back to where they lose to i mean they lost to north buncombe four years ago and it's not like in foot so in baseball if you don't have a middle school team you can play some travel you can play some different things football there's not really a lot of that the travel is youth league based so it's sixth grade and under um with middle school you you're going to need to play some middle school football to be ready for high school football in my opinion. Indeed. Indeed. I agree. So the next thing out this week, after some bad information, the, the right information finally came out. In the United States, football participation is up, guys. Are you surprised? I'm, I'm very surprised by too. that. So the first time since 2013, football participation is up. In 2018, this is pre-pandemic, there was 1,613,000 kids playing football in the high school area. In 2023, there were 1,028,761 kids playing. So that's a 22,000 uptick from 2018 to 2023. This is the first year there's been an, an increase. I think we all like to see that. Um, Absolutely. And I know there's still some concerns about public school football, um, but it's good to see that there's more kids participating. Yeah, you, you look at the um – the benefits that you get out of uh, playing a sport like football, uh, it, it almost is unlike any other sport that you have out there because you obviously have the team component, you have the individual, you know, achievement and the responsibility of doing your job, and in, in the in the aspect of the whole team, 
and it's it's not exactly um, uh, touchy feely. There's it's a collision sport. I mean, that's how it was put to me when I was growing up. I mean, there, you have contact sports like lacrosse and soccer on every play for most kids. Yeah, it's a, it's a collision sport in football, unless so you're the quarterback. Yeah, that's true. If you're a quarterback, you can play until 82 years old and be just fine, especially in the NFL. So. Um, yeah, it's good to see that there's participation there. I think there is a lot more benefit and upside to it than um, uh, than, than than the risk. I think the reward is much higher, in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. I do think with um, I think there's some local um, private schools that that do this, but I'd like to hear your guys' take as far as what does um, you know we've talked about playing multiple sports, and I think that at um, not just Christ School, but at most private schools, you know, you're required to do some sort of activity throughout the year. And so, is that right, Mike? You're, yeah, so you're required okay. to do a sport uh, through the entire season. So if you play football, the next sport you can do is weight training. And then for my son, he did track the next season, which is shot put and distance. So, and, you know, my, my main takeaway to that is being in a public school – um, I'm not, I don't, you know, work at the, the school day to day in, you know, education, but being there after school for practice, um, I think participation's down for, from what we see for us, um, as far as baseball goes, but you know, what I would like to, what I'd like to see out of student athletes is if, you know, if they're, if you're, do you guys think it's correlated to grades? It's correlated to being a well-rounded. I mean, what do you guys think? There's benefits to wait. It? Is that a fat joke? Well-rounded? No, 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 no fat jokes here. I, I really think there's sports that supplement other sports, like wrestling. Yep. Absolutely, wrestling. But not I'm, just. I'm not talking about just on the athletic sides of it, because I think anybody would agree that all sports kind of can touch on something different to help athletically. I'm talking about from a. You guys have kids that are in the high school age, my, you know, mine's 15 months old. We're just, we're working on him just like trying to sleep through the night. Um, I'm asking as far as like grades, as far as like mental health and stuff like that. Do you guys think there's value to being on, you know, being a part of something throughout I, the I, year? I think there's extreme value to playing multiple sports throughout school. Absolutely. And I think it prepares you for when you're an adult and Hey, I have to go to work five days a week. I have to have a throughout fa- the year. I have to have a family outside yeah. of that. More like two days. I have to, yeah. I have to go to different events throughout. You're going to be pressured for time and time commitment throughout the rest of your life. Yep. So why not play a sport? You can still handle all the schoolwork. I mean, this makes you a better person when you're going to college, where you're, when you're going to be a father, when you're running a family, you're doing everything else. Just go ahead and, and make this commitment now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think multiple, even, even coach laws, when we interviewed him, he, he recommended that players play multiple sports to help with the athletic side, but I mean, also, you know, time management, there's, there's a lot of good things that come from multiple sports. Wrestling for alignment is fantastic. Unfortunately, Christ school does not offer wrestling, you know, track for, um, these athletes. It's fantastic. Uh, But not only linemen, I mean, DBs, everything else, they can benefit from the endurance they get, the, the speed. Wrestling provides so many attributes for a football player that they should definitely, coincide with each other agreed i'd say the only uh challenges you have with wrestlers is if you're an offensive lineman trying to gain weight uh the wrestling season requires a weight loss of significance and no you don't you don't have unless to play you're wrestling it that up well. you don't have to yeah. play it that well. well i think we can agree though at least the you know the, 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 there is some there is some pressure to drop weight when you're playing wrestling trying to wrestle down more to the, more so than up i would i would argue probably so I would yeah, say I would, my son. I would is, agree with that. Pat. My son is a freshman. Wrestled heavyweight. We weren't going anywhere. So yeah. 
he was going to be wrestling heavyweight. There was no pressure to lose weight. So let's talk about next week, or this week, I should say. Asheville, Inca, and TC all taking the week off to get ready for the conference play. We're going to start with a couple private school games this week. We have Christ School at Raven Gap. I will share a few stats here. Go ahead, Mike. So, it's Christ, okay. I'm you sorry. can do it. Lewis will edit that out. Christ, <laughs> there you go. Christ School 0 and 3 on the season. Raven Gap 3 and 0. Um, Raven Gap has scored 90 points and only given up 36. Quarterbacks 52 of 70 for 622 yards of TD and three interceptions. Running back 35 rushes for 212 yards. He's averaging 6.1 yards a carry and six touchdowns on the season through three games. Their leading wide receiver, Horn, 18 catches for 220 yards. Christ School 0-3, quarterbacks 29 of 74 for 450 yards, four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Four of those interceptions were pick sixes. In my opinion, Christ School's got to get Khalil Conley more involved. He's not getting touches. He's not getting catches. He's their best athlete, and they got to get him the football. The other athlete that I think they need to get involved is Newman. He's a, he's more of a Julian Edmond kind of kid. Uh, he's open a lot. Unfortunately, the quarterback's not seeing him. we got to figure out the quarterback side of this. We have a good defense, um, a pretty good offensive line with some good size. Unfortunately, we're not able to, to complete the passes. Running back has an injury this week. Hopefully, he's going to be able to play. But ultimately, I'm going with Raven Gap on this one. I would agree with Raven Gap on this one, and the only reason for that, if you remember, Mike and, and Pat, we're up there stocking the uh, concession stand, and we see these guys getting off the bus. And this was their JV team, if you remember, at the time. Yes. They look like a college offensive and defensive line at the time. They they do recruit internationally. They do. Uh, I think Raven Gap takes this by 35 points. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too close, Pat. I also have Raven Gap, um, mostly based on what I saw last year with the Raven Gap Reynolds game, and uh, that point you just brought up, Lewis, stood out to me as well. I don't know. Uh, you know I'd like to see Christ School get the win here. I really do. But um, you, Mike, you and I talked about this a little bit uh, away from uh, the podcast, and that these these front games that are scheduled so tough. Um, I, yeah, I, I worry about that demoralization aspect of it. It's amazing how Pat can be realistic with anybody but Reynolds. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. I'm a believer, baby. I have, I am all in. All my chips are on the table, baby. Oh, wow. Carson, no what you got? You know, I'm, I'm with all three of you guys. I, I'm going to go Raven Gap here. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, Christ schools, they've got to, they've got to figure out the quarterback play. I think that, as you know, when you're, you know, their defense is on the field, you know, just most of the first half, you know, they're going to get worn down. They're, they're 11. Um, Mike said it before, before Lowndes, you know, they're 11. They're 11 can play with, you know, I would say anybody else is 11. You know, their defense, they've got a bunch of uh, power five guys on their defense. But unfortunately, when Caden Jones doesn't come off the field, um, just the pressure that, you know, the pressure that, 
they are getting put on them is just not it's not something that you I just don't know if you can win with this quarterback right now. When you're throwing pick sixes, when you have more touchdowns to other teams than you do to your <laughs> to your team, um that's that's a concern of mine. Uh. And I you know, I watched one game fully uh on online and one game and you know, a little bit of a game in person. Um but he he was not uh it wasn't like it wasn't like he was running, saying Hut running for his life. I mean, he just wasn't. He wasn't putting the passes where they needed to go. Um, so I, I, I think the quarterback is a humongous issue, and I'm not sure that you can win with him in the first half of the season. So that's why I'm going to go Raven Gap. And watching tape, there is a pocket, and he'll roll out of that pocket yep. into trouble in it anyway. So next up, we have Owen at East Henderson. And listen, when you're playing good football, it's good football. And if you don't have good football, then you're not right really playing good football, and that's Owen. So Owen at East Henderson, Lewis, what are you thinking? I see two teams that haven't got a win yet. Uh, I am going to take Owen in this contest. I do think we, as we have in Youth League, are still going to continue to beat East Henderson. Uh, I see this being a, a close competitive game. Neither side have, has proven that they can, can actually execute on offense this year. Uh, but Owen's doing some things. They're changing their offensive scheme, everything else this week. I do pick Owen by three points. So East Henderson scored 37 against North Buncombe. So their offense did not execute that game? They did not. I have a couple stats real quick. Wow. Uh, no stats for Owen on the max preps. But That's correct. They have scored 34 points and given up 113. East Henderson scored 74 but gave up 151. Their quarterback burns 35 of 57 for 432 yards, four TDs, two interceptions. Uh, they're running back 24 rushes for 195 yards and a TD, and they have a receiver, Noel, four receptions for 170 yards and a TD. Carson, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take East Henderson here based upon what, you know, they had a common opponent already in North Buncombe, and uh, they scored 37 against North Buncombe. You know, I'm not sure on East Henderson's defense, so I do think Owen's going to get some momentum on offense, and I hope that it's this a shootout. This could be a close, real I close really, game. I really, I really think it'll be a close game. Um, I just, my concerns are going to be as far as can Owen, um, can Owen stop East Henderson enough? I figured your, your problems would be like, can Owen get to the game in time? Will there be too much traffic? At East Henderson, I don't, I don't. The traffic on that Hendersonville side of town, is terrible. Hendersonville is terrible. Flat Rock twenty six is awful. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, Owen might not be able to make it to the game on time. So therefore, another reason that I'm going to go East Henderson. I'm also taking East Henderson. Pat, what are you thinking? Oh, uh, you know, I have to uh, coincide a little bit here with what Lewis was saying. Based on what I uh, looked at on the film and whatnot, I do think this is going to be a very close game. And I was very, very close, Lewis, to picking Owen this week. And the only reason why <laughs> I didn't... That doesn't make him feel any no, better. No, seriously. But the only reason why I didn't, honestly, is that film that I saw with the North Buncombe east Henderson game. And, you know, what we saw from that... It, it, I just can't make. I couldn't pull the trigger for. But I will, I'm going to say this: I will not be surprised if Owen pulls the win out of the bag. But I am going East Henderson. I will be glad to take the W yeah. over all of them. Did Lewis not say last week that he was not going to pick Owen until they proved him? <laughs> that is uh, what he said. That is true. Now, okay. Lewis, if the quarterback throws the ball in the end zone and the receiver catches it, it's a touchdown. And that's what Jacob Nutton's going to do all <laughs> I week. Hope this he Friday. does. Show me. Show me, baby. Show me. <laughs> 
So next up, I originally had this as my game of the week, but I moved it because I just don't think Irwin's that good. Irwin one and two taking on West Henderson. I have a few stats here. I know. Irwin scored 49 points, giving up 66. West Henderson scored 146 and give up 28. Irwin one and two, West Henderson three and oh. The freshman quarterback at Irwin Engel is 31 of 58 for 270 yards and one touchdown, five interceptions. This is just for two games. They have not updated for the third game yet. Their running back, Petty, has rushed for 178 yards and two touchdowns. Their best receiver, uh, ironically named Reynolds, is uh, 10 receptions for 104 yards. He's got to be good. Got to be good, right? West, are you going to pick Irwin just because they have a kid named Reynolds? Pat? Why would you assume this? Uh, I don't know. So, West Henderson, like I said, 3-0. and Their quarterback's also through two games, 13 of 34 for 218 yards, four TDs and an interception. Running backs rushed for 219 yards and six TDs, so they're going to give it to him down at the end zone. And, of course, Truett Manuel, excellent player. He's got 11 catches for 201 yards and two TDs through two games. They haven't updated the third game, like I said. Guys, I'm going West Henderson here. Uh, Pat, what are you thinking? I do think Irwin is going to strike early again in this one like they did last week, but I do think that overall they're going to wear down and it is going to be a convincing win for West Henderson. Yeah, I've got, I think West Henderson is just going to be too much from the start to start to finish. I think Truitt um, is going to be a difference maker, um, all everything athlete. I don't think Irwin's going to have anything for him, so I've got West Henderson in this one. Yeah, Mike, I think. You know, Irwin, just like you, they they put a big game on up front, and they can't finish the game. So, Wes Henderson all the way. Anybody want to – I mean, what do you see if Wes Henderson plays Reynolds? What's that look like? Reynolds. (laughs) Anybody other than Pat. Reynolds. You know, I I think that – I think Reynolds on the – I think Reynolds is still too. I think Reynolds is too much for him. I I'm not sure on the quarterback play from West yet. I know that they've he is he is. Let's see. He is he was not the starter last year. I know. Uh, no, they, Lucas Cachilla went to Cachilla, he, yeah yeah Cachilla went to Gardner Webb, and I think um, we should look up and have Truett's stats last year. But I think he had thirty something receiving touchdowns last year. So yeah, um, he's not on pace for that this year. If he's got two through two games, I know they don't have their third ones updated. But um, but Truett Truett, if you can get him the ball, I just don't know. Jude Lida, great athlete, their quarterback right now plays baseball. He's their he was their DH backup second baseman, so um, he's not very big, um, to be honest with you. I think he's probably five seven. So five seven, five seven. So may, I mean, so he's Lewis's height. I'm five eight. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> nice. So my concern would be, um, I think Reynolds would be too much for him, but but you know we'll have a common opponent. We'll be able to you know, look and see what that's true. West is doing against Irwin and then Reynolds. So now for our games of the week, Pat. Everybody hold on to the table. Please sit down. Pat did not choose Reynolds as his game of the week. I did not. Chat, Pat chose North Buncombe at Brevard. I did. I chose North, North Buncombe. Three at and O North Buncombe. Yes, because and one it, and two Brevard. I, I had to go this way because it's a foregone conclusion that Reynolds is going to win. So it doesn't really need to be the game of the week, in my opinion. <laughs> so let's uh, uh, let's go. So but, what you got, Pat? So Brevard is one and two. They started out zero oh and two. Pisgah, Knoxville Catholic. Those are the openers for Brevard. That's a that's a pretty tough first two games. It Very is. tough. It yes. Is. 
Irwin leads early, like we talked about earlier. Brevard exploited the secondary, a secondary, and a couple of the big passes to take the lead, and they never looked back. It um, it, it looked like the the battle of the line of scrimmage. We talked about that earlier a bit too. Um, it, eventually, it was won by Brevard. And North Buncombe is big up front. I don't think that anybody, some one of you guys showed me that picture or something that they're calling North Buncombe. Um, what was the NB? I can't remember. Nasty, nasty. Oh, nasty beast. Was, nasty, was nasty beast. beast. That's what Hell it is, yes. right? So I, I think that that actually is not only matched this week, but it's also I think the athleticism of that front uh, defense and offensive line of Rivard is going to be more than the North Buncombe can can deal with. North Buncombe obviously three and zero. They got the wins over Owen, East Henderson, and Madison. Uh, they've got a little size up front, like we just talked about. Um, yeah, I just I, I think that the Blackhawks are going into Brevard and they're going to get their first loss. So you're going Brevard, yes. And I should have shared these before, Pat. Um, through two games, Rash from North Buncombe, eleven of twenty four for one hundred eighty four yards. They have three guys who have. Uh, a good amount of yards rushing. Burnett, as Carson mentioned earlier, 36 rushes for 251 yards. Byers has 15 rushes for 133 yards. And Eubanks has 28 rushes for 173 yards. Bavard, quarterback Kessinger, he's 20 of 32 for 366 yards. This is through three games. They updated their uh, stats. Thank you, Bavard. 20 of 32 for 366 yards, four TDs, two interceptions. The running back, Matthews, 40 run, 41 rushes for 228 yards and a TD. And their wide receiver, Griffin, eight receptions for 226 yards and three TDs. Carson, what are you thinking? You know, I think this will be um, – I think this will be a very tough matchup for, for North Buncombe. I think Brevard, I think the record to start the season, the strength of schedule, as everybody – we've already talked about, um, is going to be very tough. I think the difference is is that the offensive line for North Buncombe I think is probably going to be a little bit – the game's going to be decided on who gets out. I don't think North Buncombe is a team that can come from behind. So if North Buncombe no. doesn't get out, um, then doesn't get out to a lead. But I have faith that they're going to control the clock. They're going to control the line of scrimmage, the first quarter. I think they're going to get out. It's either – I think it's going to be a one-score game. So you're going North Buncombe. I'm, I'm going to pick North Buncombe here. Um, but uh, but I will say if if they if they go down early, then it's going to be it's tough sledding for North Buncombe. Okay, but I but I think that they can get the momentum from the beginning. Um, I'm going to go North Buncombe with my pick. Hopefully, you guys go the other way so that I can get another game up on you guys. But Lewis will definitely go the other way. But um, <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> North Buncombe, a total run team, right? They run, run, run. They, three they, running backs who run the three football. running backs and a quarterback that also runs. I mean, they they Lewis Solomon person. It is something, nothing. It is good old fashioned smash mouth. I think that's what Inca is going for. And so so listen, Bavard is the best one and two team in the area. I agree. And I think no. <laughs> I don't think you guys I agree. I don't know what you all are <laughs> <Just> smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brevard wins this one as well. They're going to take care of North Buncombe. Three and oh, they're going to pick up their first loss. It's tough sledding from here for North Buncombe. It is. I'm going Brevard. It is tough. I really hope all the stores can rebuild in Weaverville, uh, especially after they get the eye opener that Brevard's going to provide them. Yeah. Okay. Brevard by 21. Wow. Yeah, I think I've got him by 14. Okay, fourteen twenty one. Mike, what do you have them by? Um, 
37. Okay. Oh, far by 37. One. I think North Buncombe's in trouble. Yeah, they, they played they, the 369th toughest schedule out of 407. That's tough. What does this mean, though? Seriously, if North Buncombe competes or hangs, what does this mean as far as their... So if they come out and beat... Let's say they come out and beat... Say Bavari, they win. I think they're second... They're they're the third... They're the second team in 3A in the MAC Conference. Okay, I agree. They're, I mean, obviously, you've got to think they're better than Irwin. Right. And, if, right. and I think that are, that already means they're better than Inca. So, yeah, I'm with you. Now, don't, don't let me get started on the Reynolds game. It will be 40 or 50 points. So, so I'm... Um, Reynolds yeah. is running clock. Running clock for sure. We'll get there a little later in the year. So okay. next up, we have Lewis with his game of the week. Lewis picked MacDow at Avery. If you see uh, Pat on the sheet, I spelled it right for you, MacDow. Thank so you. You, yeah. you wouldn't be be mis mispronounce mispronunciating it. MacDow. So Lewis, what do you got, Avery McDow? I think Avery McDow. Avery struggling with numbers every year. Another small school. Uh, McDowell, biggest school in 4A. I really think this comes down to who has the fresh legs in this game. Neither neither team showed much in the last few years. Uh, I think McDowell wins this handily by at least 15. So Avery knows stats on the old Max Preps. I don't know if we want to see him. Much like Owen. They're 1-2. and two. McDowell 0-3. Um, their quarterback, Engle, it's 31 of 58 through two games. They have not updated them yet. 278 yards passing with a TD and five interceptions. Oof. He's also, let's see, uh, Perry's the lead running back, 35 rushes for 178 yards and two TDs. And I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong school. Irwin. So McDowell, Marsh is 7 of 17 through two games. 7 of 17. He's completed seven passes in two, day, two games. Two, DD, two TDs and three interceptions. He's also the leading rusher, 31 rushes for 128 yards and a TD. And someone else named Marsh, Jackson Marsh, is uh, has caught five passes for 123 yards. Brother, cousin, I'm not sure, same last name. Carson, who are you thinking? I think McDowell gets – I think they've got to get a win here. You think they get their first I, win? I think they get their first win here. I think that – um, I, I just don't think Avery's got much, and I don't think I mean, they're that, really good at wrestling. I yeah, and I this isn't wrestling, unfortunately. I think that McDowell, um, I don't think McDowell has much, but I think Avery has less. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with McDowell here in a nail biter. <laughs> Pat, I also have it as a nail biter, but I'm going the other way. I think Avery okay. by a touchdown. Oof, I like that. I just think McDowell probably has a little more than Avery, unfortunately, and I think McDowell a gets a little more here. of a little. <laughs> A little more of a little. That's right. There ain't much there. So that was Lewis's game of the week. I changed my game of the week last minute, and I'm going to share a few stats with you. Asheville School playing at ACA here in Swannanoa. Here's the stats for ACA, Carson. Okay. The quarterback is fit. They're one and one. Javier Rice, correct? Yes. I coached they, him in youth league. I was they beat, say, did you try and recruit him? They beat no. <laughs> they beat Thomas Jefferson and lost to Ben Lippin, both who were dead. Uh, their loss was sixty two to fifty four was the score, and they beat Thomas Jefferson forty three to twenty two. A lot of points. The Rice is fifty seven for eighty three through two games for eight hundred and seventy seven yards. Lewis, you may not know this, but that's four hundred thirty nine yards a game. He's thrown ten interceptions, ten touchdowns. 
to three interceptions. He's also had 13 carries for 73 yards. He's a leading passer and rusher. Wow. Wide receiver Dodd has 21 receptions for 416 yards and three touchdowns. James has 12 receptions for 288 yards and five touchdowns. ACA is going to score some points here. Yes, they are. They're playing an Asheville school team that has Ricky Tolbert. They're 0-2. They've lost two tough games. Ricky's 37 of 60 for 473 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. That's much of what we saw at Reynolds. Uh, Jenkins, the running back, 19 rushes for 81 yards. Hazon Toe for Reynolds, 13 receptions for 191 yards and two TDs. And JoJo Akeem, seven receptions for 98 yards. This could be a this could be a shootout, and I worry about Asheville School in a shootout with Hazon with uh, Ricky Tolbert. But in the end, ACA probably only their second year playing high school football. I'm going with Asheville School, but I, I thought about this for a minute because I really think ACA will put up a ton of points. This could be a high scoring football game. So I also thought about this one for a long time. ACA thirty percent of their starters should have went to Owen. <laughs> Does that make you mad? Asheville School. Are tw- you upset about that? Twenty-two percent of their starters should have went to AC Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to take Asheville School in this close game. I'm, I'm going to pick Asheville School. So by we're three. picking Owen over Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> if he picked Asheville School, that would be Reynolds over Owen. Yes. So, um, Pat, what do you got? I uh, yeah, I do think agree with you, Mike. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that. Um, uh, ACA, is, it's got some talent uh, with Javier, quarterback, and his compliment. So he him. was in the Inca program when he was early on. Young, and he was a running back and a linebacker. He and didn't become he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He became a quarterback over there. So I never directly coached him because I was a line coach. But I did get to see him play. And, and you know, I think that um, he's a very talented athlete. He was then. I'm sure he still is now. Um, but I am taking the Asheville school um, over ACA in a shootout, like you said. Mike. I want to choose ACA because I think it's going to be such a close game. I think ACA can win this in what could be a 60-50 to 50 game. What are you thinking, Carson? I think – You seem to have the, the, the private school pulse last week picking Christ, Christ Episcopal or Christ Church Episcopal. Christ so Church, can yeah. someone tell me what ACA stands for? Asheville Christian Academy. And if you think that I'm picking against them, <laughs> you guys are dead wrong. I'm going with I'm going with Asheville Christian Academy, and I will be on Christ's side again I want this to go Friday. To, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I didn't have to go to Raven Gap, I would go to this game. I, I want to see. I want to see this race talk about play. points. This could be. I mean, this could be Mahomes versus. I mean, this could be Mahomes versus Allen. This is Mahomes versus Burrow. I think this is just a shootout, and I don't. I mean, eight hundred yards. Eight hundred and seventy-seven right? yards. Eight hundred and seventy-seven. He's yards averaging okay. four hundred thirty-nine yards a game. The question is seriously: Does North Buncombe see eight hundred passing yards all season? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, that doesn't Never. make me feel any better. But yes, never. Keep going. What about Inca? I'd love to see. No, I'd love to see this game. I'd yeah. love to go to. If you're in the Swannanoa area, you don't have and anything if, to go please, to. Please, if you guys get a link to this game, if someone, if if you're, if someone's got a Facebook Live to it, please send this in to Behind the Beard WNC. I'd love to watch this. Yes, I need. I need this on my. I want to go see this kid throw 877 yards in two games. How Ten many? TDs. How long will this game go? Is is he available for next week? I'm just wondering. 
Can he be recruited? I was going to say, I mean, Christ school, I might change my picks if they had a hobby. If they they have this guy throwing the rock for him. 877 yards. All right. That's why I switched to my game of the week. So next up we have Carson. Carson, you swooped in and undercut Pat and took the Wataga at Reynolds game. So this could tell us a lot about the conference. Wataga beat Robertson by one. Robertson had a chance to win at the end and, and blew it. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking uh, Reynolds? So shout out Pat for letting me um, take his team for game of the week. Let me share just a few stats before please, you give your pick. Please do. So Wataga, the quarterback green, 14 of 22. This is just through two games for 304 yards and three TDs. Wataga running team, obviously. Uh, Grider, 40 rushes for 213 yards and four TDs. Prior, their best receiver, seven receptions for 170 70 yards and two TDs. Reynolds, the game, they have through three games. Quarterback Craig, 43 of 69 for 419 yards. ACA's quarterback has more than that in one game. For five TDs and two interceptions, the running back Patterson, who I guess is replacing Guest. Right now, yes, that's true. 24 rushes, 102 yards, and one TD through three games. They have had a lot of people carry the football. And then uh, Ty Johnson, the Irwin transfer, the wide receiver, 13 catches, 186 yards, and two TDs. Carson, what are you thinking? You thinking this is where uh, Wataga wins? They get Reynolds is one and three? So I, I'm going to go with my pick for this game is going to be W. Carson because I'm picking A.C. Reynolds here <laughs> for the win. Pat just almost jumped over the table to give me a hug. Um, I I think this was a um, you know game that after last week I think Reynolds does have a, as much confidence as you can get off of a loss. I think that Reynolds gets it rolling right now. Um, I think that the pressure um, as far as just as far as you know pressure, I think that Reynolds doesn't have much pressure on themselves this game. I think that. They will be able to. I think their coaches are going to be able to prepare them enough. You know, it's one trick pony with Watauga's offense. So they're going to run. So they're going to run the ball. So I think I think Coach Craig does have something dialed up for them. Um, but I, I do think that Reynolds will show that they will be the favorite in the Robertson game. I think Reynolds wins by more than one point here. Um, but I've got I've got Reynolds. Thank you, Pat, for letting me take this. I truly hand up. I thought it was going to be off. You know, I thought it was going to be off of a. I thought it was going to be more of a get-right game off of a bigger loss than what Reynolds is coming off of, but I still had this circle that you know Reynolds was going to come and um, this was going to be their get-right game after after East Forsyth. But them playing East Forsyth so close makes me even stronger on on Reynolds here. Go ahead, Lewis. What do you think, Lewis? Talk to me. As much. As Coach Craig is the greatest coach on any staff in any school in Western North Carolina, wow, as we've yes. talked about right? on this show. Exactly. I think Shower the love down. It's okay, Lewis. It's good. And they did. I mean, they did stand up this last game and, and really prove themselves. I think Watauga is going to show how thin Reynolds is on defense, and Watauga is going to win this by – at least seven points. Let's not forget, Watauga's quarterback came on the high school low tee. They said, what are you looking forward to most this year? What did the quarterback say, Carson? A.C. Reynolds, Reynolds game. A.C. Reynolds game. Yep. Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds. So, Watauga's fired up for this game. They're 
excited for this game. Don't bet against Reynolds. So, Pat, you're taking Latog. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I love it when you doubt us. Isn't that, isn't that what someone said on the, on the Instagram? I believe that is My what, question what is a for running Pat back said. right here, right now, on live, on air. Am I going to get some W, love? I can't, I can't speak for the w student for body. Carson. Am I going to get – is anybody going to say W, Carson? Uh, they should because you're on Team Pat okay. this week, I'm, I'm a team big fan. Pat. I'm Team yes. Pat now. Team Reynolds. This is right? Team <laughs> – This is good. Okay. All righty. You're going to see a lot more connections with Wesley Rumbo and Ty Johnson this week. Hayden Craig is getting dialed in with those two guys. The Swiss Army knife of Christian Lewis is uh, versatile in so many different areas and stuff. Wataga is not going to be able to prepare for what's coming, and um, it's going to be uh, an exciting show. Reynolds, Reynolds athletes on the outside is going to be the difference maker, in my opinion. Yeah. I think so as well. I'm also taking Reynolds. I think Reynolds wins by two or three touchdowns here. Okay. Um, so we, we all just picked up a game on Lewis. Right. W from Mike. It's going to be W Mike, W Carson, W Pat. Let's go. Let's do I'm, it. I'm Let's guessing go. it will still just be W Pat. No, it will definitely just we'll be W Pat. We'll get a big L out for Lewis. Yeah. And oh. up there. A big picture of Lewis and an L above it. That'd be great. So some good games this week. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. And like I mentioned before, the one I'm looking to forward to the most, ACA, Asheville School. Give me the final score for that game, Mike. I'm thinking ACA, 52, Asheville School, 62. Wow. We've got 100 points. I think they score more than 100 points this week. The over-under Vegas line is set at 100. We're hitting the over. (laughs) Wow. Uh, All righty. So now that we've done our picks for this week, as the season moves forward, you think there's going to be more variety in picks, Lewis, as as the MAC conference goes on or less? Well, there's more conferences other than the MAC, but I think we will tend to choose the same teams over and over. You think so? With Inca, North Bunko, Irwin, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to lean with Lewis here. So I'm going to propose we're going to. You know, we're going to. I think we should throw a spread in. You know, here or there, just to get some variety. I think like North Bunko when North Bunko plays. You know, Reynolds. I think the spread should be 40 points and. I'll have Reynolds covering that spread. But well, I, I really think after North Buncombe Brevard this week, I think that North Buncombe won't be talked about highly regarded as, you know, other teams. No, I don't think so either. And they still dog walk Owen, so it's just tough that <laughs> it's just, wow. it's just it's just tough that Wow. I, mean, I, wow. I agree one hundred percent with you, Lewis, and that's just that makes it even more tough, you know, mm. for other teams around the mountains. I don't think the Owen community is a big fan of yours, Carson. I had them running the table on the first preview. <laughs> we were ready for seven and three. I was Owen. ready for seven That's and three Owen, indeed. and I just love what Coach Gibson did in the sideline when I was sitting on the Owen side at Inca. And Lewis can say that I I high fived him when they made a big play because I want my friend Lewis to be happy. And Lewis is not a happy person. No, no he's generally no, not. no. But he's a proud American. What do you think, Pat? You think we all kind of come together when the conference, Matt conference starts, or no? No, because the four of us really can't agree on much of anything, let alone football. So I think there is going to be some variety, especially outside of the Reynolds games. I think we'll all be consistently accurate as long as you're picking with me on the Reynolds games. <laughs> outside of that, there's going to be some variety. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll Sounds see. Good. So does the comp- the Matt conference start next week? Is that correct? Next week, I Not believe. The, yeah, a week from Friday. Mm. So right. we're, we're being good. So, gentlemen, we now have to move to the question of the day. What and, is it? And in the theme of the Rocky-like 
fight back that um, Reynolds put on display this week. It was so Lord. awesome. I, I could hear the eye of the tiger in the back of my head. Dun, 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 right? Dun, yeah. dun, dun. We should get that theme music out and, and play it every week. We don't us. even have a marching band or cheerleaders. Yeah, we can get that theme music and just go with it every time. That'd be awesome. So who was your favorite Rocky villain and what was your favorite Rocky movie? Carson, are you old enough to have seen all the Rocky movies? Have you seen any of the Rocky movies? I've not. I've not seen all of the Rocky movies. Have you're, you seen, you're not an American. Have you no, seen the very first one? Yeah, I believe. Yes, I've seen the very first one. Um, and I, I'm Pat was already in college when that one came I'm, out. I'm too not. ignorant on this. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Lewis and Mike speak on it. I don't know enough about Rocky. I would say my favorite is Rocky versus Drago. So that was four. The Russian. It was yeah. your favorite, and you yeah. had to Google it. Uh, yeah. So what the hell? I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Okay. But the imagery of United States versus Russia and how we're going to put you down in the end, I love it. Okay. Speaking of Rocky, does anybody know DeAndre Swift, running back for the Detroit? Detroit, Lions, yeah. That got he's now uh, with the Eagles, I believe, um, but played at Georgia. He's from Philadelphia, and his commitment video to Georgia was a. Rocky tribute. So that's that's about my extent of Rocky knowledge. I don't know if you remember the very beginning of that movie, uh, but Apollo Creed dies to the Russian. Indeed, yeah. Drago. Yes. Creed's a good series. Have you all seen that? Creed. I have. My son's yeah. a big Creed's, fan. Your son's a big fan. Are you of a big Creed. fan? I've seen. I think I've seen one of the Creed movies. Okay. That's it. So the very first one with Rocky and Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. That's my favorite for sure. Yeah. So, but what about your your villain? My favorite villain has got to be um, Apollo Creed. When he was the villain early on, as opposed to the hero when he dies, I like him better as a villain. I, I, Mike, you and I are thinking the same here. Definitely on the best Rocky movie of all time. The original Rocky is just the best. Uh, the, the, the villain, I kept going back and forth because I was thinking the same thing with the Apollo Creed thing because all that mouth that was going on and how Ugh. he could take on the world. It's like he, he played up, for Chambers. Yeah, and he set up, Ro- <laughs> he set up Rocky because Rocky's this no-name boxer, but he has to get a fight in in Philadelphia because the other guy cancels. And he's like, I'm going to walk all this guy. And it was just a great movie. But my all-time greatest villain, I still have to go with Clubber Lang. Mr. T. I mean, come on. He had the, the mohawk, the whole thing, and you know, not enough come tea on, for fool. me. Right? I mean, you got to love Clubber Lang. I do love Clubber Lang. What are you thinking, Carson? Anything? I don't know. I, I You've Carson's seen the Creed only, movies. He's only 16 movie. years old. Pick a Creed movie? Yeah, that's in the same genre. I mean, it's an yeah, extension I, I of just, Rocky. I think the Creed movies are great. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll I bring... forget we're dealing with a Gen teenager. A- no, what's, what, what do you expect from a Gen X guy? I'm a Gen Xer. He's, no, an, he's an oh, iGen. He's a millennial. Gen Z? I think I'm millennial, right? You're millennial. Oh, I'm, yeah. millennial. I'm Gen even X. Worse. You don't even know what I am. <laughs> Nobody does. I think you're millennial. You're... I am not a millennial. What are you? 86. You were born 86, so you're not Gen X. Or you're you nine years older than me. That's not a lot. It's enough, trust me. <laughs> it's enough. It might be the area. I didn't grow up in the valley. He's, He's a right. valley guy. Yeah, for sure. I grew up in the view. He, he, he used to read the Sweet Valley High books. I grew up in the big town Fairview. Mm. You guys all need to chime in on the social media with your favorite Rocky villain and favorite Rocky movie, as well as telling Lewis just how terrible he is at this uh, whole picking <laughs> schools thing. Yeah. W-Pat. Please yeah. like, follow, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Um, behind the Beer WNC, we're on 
Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we are Lewis got us hooked up on YouTube as well. So um, and Instagram and and Instagram. A lot or of different. everybody loves Pat. Right. Everybody loves Pat on Instagram. Yeah. And um, I don't even know how to open Instagram. We, we so love awesome. the interaction. We love the messages. Um, thank you guys for everything. Listen, please chime in. Give okay. us your picks. Give us your thoughts. Tell us how dumb Carson is. It's fine. We love it. <laughs> I love traffic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Landon does a great job. I mean, Carson does a great job doing his picks. And thanks to the bandettes. We got to remember those guys. We love hey, the bandettes. Hey, hold song. on. I'm going to say one thing. Did Don't worry notice? about the horse being blind. You just load the wagon, boys. Did y'all notice Carson shaved his beard this week? It's ridiculous. He did. What is that? Did, did your, your wife complain? Wait, girlfriend. Did your girlfriend make you shave your beard? Just, just load the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you for joining us this week. We look forward to talking to you next week. And uh, Pat... That's it. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next week and the next iteration.